Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planners Financial Services member FINRA SIPC, guides clients with empathy in discovering and reaching their financial goals, and creates financial plans for clients so they can live their life by design. In these episodes, he relates his expert financial insights and discusses timely topics. Royal strives for excellence and has a passion for sharing his knowledge and supporting his community. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Today, I know we're talking about the end of the year, year year-end planning, uh, but this time it's different, right, Royal? That's right. I think we're getting into a period of time where there's so many things that we're watching. Um, it it kind of caused me to, to kind of take a step back, and and I thought it would be good to kind of review all the things that are on our mind as we, we approach the year end and the beginning of the new year, because there's a lot going on in politics, in mm-hmm. the economy, and, and in life in general with uh, everything that's happening with COVID and supply shortages and and all these different factors that we're taking into account as we're helping people prepare for this new year and what might be just over the horizon. Yeah. And and I know that just just knowing you, you'd, you'd echo this sentiment, but because of the unknowns and because of the changes and because of all the different things that you're going to be bringing up today, um, the solutions are really going to be individualized. So for the listening audience, I know that um, you're probably used to us giving some contact information at the end of the show, which we will do again today, but this is vitally important. Uh, the things that Royal is going to be talking about today, it is very individualized and it's very specific to your situation. So don't think that it's a one size fits all. Uh, I, I know Royal, you, <laughs> you've said that before. Um, they definitely need to be reaching out to you at the end of the show. So we'll give that contact information. But with, with this topic, it's so big. Where do we start? Yeah, I, I think we should start with COVID and what we're seeing there. Um, I think that's probably the factor that's affecting our day-to-day life the most. Mm-hmm. You know, here in Oregon, we still have the mask mandate for any um, public uh, business. We're still dealing with, I, I think, the fallout from having a vaccine mandate flow through, and what's that? What that is doing to our hospitals and our schools uh, primarily, mm-hmm. and. The other part is what's happening in the hospitals and that sort of thing. So the good news we have on COVID is it seems that Delta is dying down or at least retreating some after what was really a a terrible end of summer there where here locally we saw hospitals at capacity. Um, We saw the vaccine mandate come through and I talked to a number of clients that we're making very tough decisions about their future with their employers of whether or not to get the, the, the vaccine um, or to possibly lose their job. Very challenging times, very hard decisions uh, that they're making on behalf of themselves and their family. So the biggest thing we're seeing with COVID right now is we're, we're getting the booster shots. We'll see how that affects and and. Uh, what is the implementation rate that people have on getting those boosters? Talk to a number of clients over the age of 65 who are already getting that third shot. Um, the other thing we're, we're hearing about is talk of another wave of COVID in January of this year, uh, as well as some uh, strains out there, particularly in the UK, that uh, could be around the corner. Who knows what that next Delta variant could be or what the effects are. The big thing we know is we're going to be dealing with COVID for 
the next few years. With I think the Delta variant really proved that to us that this wasn't a one wave or two wave type of uh, uh, disease. This is going to be with us for uh, at least probably the duration of 2020, if not longer. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good news, so, right? I mean, uh, kind of no. I mean, it, it, it's all over the place. We, we still, there's still so many unknowns, but I think the, the bottom line is that we don't want things to divide us. It, it, again, I know that you are a big advocate of working as a team within your business, working as a team with other professionals, and I think that that just needs to carry over into humanity, right? I mean, that's, we just need to have a better focus when it comes to that. Yeah, and that kind of leads into the the next piece that we're really looking at is just politics here in the U.S. I, I don't know if we've healed any of these divisions that mm-hmm. we've had over the last 10 years. Uh, if anything, it might feel like it's getting worse and worse. Um, that's really where we're encouraging people to, to try to take a step back, especially from news sites and opinion sites that really just fuel rhetoric. Uh, we had a great presentation uh, from Peter Montoya. He's a, an author and a business coach um, where he really talked about all the things that are dividing our country and, and what steps we can take in our personal lives and our dealings with uh, people around us to just try to turn down the noise when it comes to politics. I I think that's very important. You can actually find that presentation on our website at opfa.com. And I encourage any listeners to to check that out because I think his ideas and his book are very, very powerful guide on how to deal with these divisions that I think if we really kind of step back and really analyze them, it would be hard to kind of figure out why we feel so strongly about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he really brings to light that we've been preyed upon because of the tribalism we have as human beings. And maybe some of these things uh, have had the volume just turned up way past uh, 11, basically. And uh, can we turn those down? So with pol- politics, uh, we have to deal with Washington and what's going on there. So, number one, we're still in the midst of negotiating what had begun as a $3.5 trillion infrastructure plan. Uh, The latest number I heard was basically half that at $1.75 trillion. Just a reminder, all these, these numbers are real numbers. It's just very hard for human beings to calculate a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, a tr- $1 trillion is $1,000 billion, and a billion dollars is $1,000 million. Yeah. And I think most of us, are, our brains maybe stop after probably the first $100 million, uh, for a lot of us. You yeah. know, so uh, th- those are a lot of zeros uh, and a lot of implications for the country as well. Um, we'll we'll see what those those final numbers look like, and the other big piece of this that uh, we're watching out for clients on is how are they going to pay for this? We know there's going to be some tax increases attached. They are still debating those very strongly, but we know there's going to be some changes coming down the road there in taxation. So. We don't want to panic people by analyzing or spouting off every single suggestion that's being made, whether it be a wealth tax or the end of capital gains or um, whatever other uh, idea that might cross the table there. 
the big thing we want to do is deal in facts and reality. And until we actually see what Congress can pass and what Joe Biden will sign, um, that's really where we dive in and start doing the, the hard planning of how does this really affect our clients? How does this affect the individuals? And how best do we plan around that based on these new rules? Um, you know, we, we know there's always going to be new, new tax rules coming down the road, probably every five to ten years, tweaks here or there. But um, the big thing I, I would say is once we cross that January 1st threshold, now we are into the midterms. We have midterm elections uh, coming up next November, so we're we're almost a, a year away from that. And uh, I know everyone uh, loves the election season. <laughs> we love seeing those commercials on our TV and you know trying to figure out who's the the less dishonest politician we, we get to vote for. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, it, in my mind, we probably won't see much else come out of Congress as we get further and further into 2020, because so much of that focus will just be in, uh, I think, for the Republicans, playing defense to run out the clock before the midterms, uh, which in reality would be the same thing that the Democrats would be doing if they were the ones uh, uh, out of power. So we know these things as, as we look at uh, the way politics is played this, uh, in this, this day and age. There's just going to be a lot of talk, sniping, but probably not a lot of work that, actually, that is actually coming out of Washington. So we know the next three months will probably tell us how much can get passed of the Biden priorities in the, uh, the first half of his first term. Got it. All right. What's next? So the other big thing, and probably the thing that's going to have the most effect, uh, not only on the economy, but also on client uh, investment accounts, is what is the Fed doing? Mm -hmm. The Feds have really been accommodative to spurring on the economy coming out of the COVID-19 initial panic, where they slashed interest rates, they created a lot of quantitative easing. Um, they're, they're beginning to roll back those quantitative easing programs that they put in place. They're still probably a ways off from raising interest rates, but with all the quantitative easing, uh, as well as some of these supply chain issues that we're seeing across the board, we're starting to see the specter of inflation creep up again. Food prices are going through the roof right now. We're seeing our, our port system really in kind of dire straits that they haven't ever been in before, or at least it's been a while since they've been so overloaded. So all of these are adding to the cost of materials and the cost of uh, goods. So we are really factoring in for folks and having those conversations on an individualized basis. How are you doing on your monthly incomes for those who are already retired? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so my, my philosophy here is when we're setting up income for a client who is retired, we want them to have enough money to feel comfortable, that they can afford everything, but we also know we're always fighting that, that monster of inflation that is always coming up behind. And I know I've seen it. I assume you've seen it where, where you're at. Mm -hmm. uh, those grocery bills are not as cheap as they once were. Yeah. I actually had uh, one of my clients send me a, a picture through text, send it to my phone. His wife, uh, while we were speaking, his wife was at Costco and showed the uh, price of some beef that I've never seen prices that high before. And it was, I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, and I, I don't do the shopping in my family, so I'm I'm kind of out of the loop. But uh, now I know why my wife is like, "Look, we're gonna, you know, 
we're going to not make so much as we used to, you know, and, and uh, we're still in that cooking phase where we're cooking for a huge family. It's just the two of us. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we've really had to scale back and figure out, you know, we could probably cut the grocery bill by quite a bit if we didn't, you know, plan for four days of leftovers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and that, that's an area that we're seeing prices really increases in, in uh, beef prices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was talking to a client yesterday who was basically saying it's, it's probably doubled here in the last few years. Um, and that's, that's a scary proposition. Now, on a personal note, uh, I decided to uh, go vegetarian last year, uh, not really for the monetary, monetary uh, side of it, but uh, more for the health side of it. But Probably not a bad decision. Yeah, Probably it's a not a bad benefit. decision. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so we know what that the Fed at some point is going to have to start raising interest rates. Um, we've had such a disconnect between what's going on in the economy and all the challenges that we're having there, including not being able to really hire for all the positions that are open right now. Um, that's also creating a lot of wage inflation where. Uh, you know, just here locally, I think In-N-Out is beginning to hire at $19 an hour. Mm. Wow. You know, that it's a, it's the a same hamburger that you were getting last year at $14 an hour, but uh, they, they're just having trouble finding workers willing to stay on. We've had talk about this great resignation, which is just the amount of people who uh, are leaving their jobs, either taking a break after what's been an extremely stressful year, year and a half, or going on to start a business of their own or, or maybe make a major change in uh, where they live. So the, those factors are all affecting the economy and the way the feds are viewing interest rates. So when interest rates go up, that's going to have a negative effect on bond prices. And you know, especially for our retired clients who may have uh, more of their investments in bonds, how do we manage around that? That can be a very scary proposition when the part of your portfolio that you've always held for safety and income isn't earning much income because of how low interest rates are, and then also begins to lose value because as interest rates go up, the price of those existing bonds goes down. Uh, and how do we make sure that clients understand that relationship and are in the right portfolios uh, for what they're trying to accomplish in their life? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different alternatives available there, but I think it's just it's having that conversation um, you know, with, with your financial advisor or financial planner to make sure that you're on the right track to accomplishing those goals. Yeah, absolutely. What else should we be thinking about, Royal? So the other big thing, and, and, and we've talked about this before, Eric, is what our expectations are for market returns in the next few years. You know, the stock market is still making all-time highs. A lot of that is being driven by these ultra-low interest rates. But there's also a lot of demand left in the economy um, for all these supply chain issues, bare shelves. That in and of itself creates demand down the road because you have to refill up your, your inventories. So we do have a lot of positive momentum in the economy, but the question is, is how long can the stock market run ahead of the economy and always be predicting uh, higher and higher demand? So with that, 
one of the things that we are talking to our clients about is how to navigate a very low return world that we feel is going to be coming here over the course of the next probably five to ten years. And we don't know when that period is going to begin, but we do strongly feel that um, the stock market could have some big challenges as we get through and try to figure out what in the world normal looks like after COVID. You know, and that's that's without taking into account the other big change that's happening uh, globally right now is the Chinese government really taking a step back from, uh, as they put it, capitalism and shifting much more strongly into a socialist, government-run, government-directed economic system. Um, if you've read anything about what's happening there with the, uh, uh, the president, uh, Xi Jinping, he truly believes that uh, capitalism was an excellent way of building up the Chinese economy. It was an excellent way of getting people out of poverty in China. But that once it reaches a certain level, the government needs to step back in and begin regulating and controlling it hmm. in, in, in his mind on behalf of workers. And what will that do to the global economy? Because as one of the largest um, uh, economies in the world, what they do really has a big effect. You know, there, there was an old, um, an old saying, you know, probably from the 70s or 80s, is when the U.S. sneezes, the world catches a cold. Mm -hmm. Meaning that the U.S. was such a big, uh, both, both uh, supplier and economic force in, in purchasing power, that when they ran into issues, it would cause the rest of the world to be affected. And I think we're, we're, we're now at the point where we have this other economic superpower um, that's really going to begin driving things. And that's something that we really can't control. And in fact, are, are in at least, I would say, an economic Cold War with. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that's on the horizon here and a story that's going to get bigger and bigger as we go through this next decade. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, and I, I bet the rest of the world has felt like this over the last, you know, 30 years. It's a little scary sometimes that, that one country is going to have that much influence. And now we're on the flip side of that coin, right? Where China is, is very influential in, in many ways. And they, they don't listen to us like other countries have in the past, you know, so it's, it's, they're doing their own thing and um, not a whole lot seems to pressure them to do the right thing or certain things that that we feel are the right things to do so it's, it makes <laughs> right, me a little nervous right. and and i think it should i think it should i mean the the, the positive there is is there, there we, we don't have the the cold war situation that we had you know in the 60s 70s and 80s with with the ussr um but it, it's a very contentious relationship right now um and then especially as you look at uh, some of the negotiations going on right now with global warming and what that's going to going to look like, mm -hmm. um, you know, just just more and more areas where I feel those two superpowers, along with uh, all their other interests and possible adversaries for the U.S. out there, like Russia, like uh, Iran, we're just going to we're in a in a situation that I don't think the U.S. is is ready for, mm -hmm. and I think as most people have considered the U.S. as a leader internationally. We've kind of lost that, not just by accident. I think we, we also took a big step back um, uh, in 2016 
from wanting to be the leader in global politics. And I think that was going to happen regardless of if Donald Trump won or Hillary Clinton won. I, I think the, the U.S. government has, has just wanted to get out of being the, uh, the police officer for the world for a while and kind of let some of those other countries uh, uh, run things and, and not have to be the, uh, the piggy bank for uh, keeping the peace. Yeah, absolutely. So these are all the factors that we're looking at. Um, just to kind of go back through and recap, constantly dealing with, with COVID uh, and I think the government's response to COVID. How do we get through this and what does that mean for the economy and for our clients? Um, then shifting into politics and what these new regulations, what these new programs that uh, we think will ultimately get passed, but at what level and how effective will it be for the economy really is a question that uh, is uh, TBD on the answer. Mm -hmm. And then, then the big one, the feds and what they do to combat inflation and to slow down the economy. And then finally, we've, we've got the international arena where I think we're, we're, we're going to be on some interesting footing over the next few years as we really reevaluate what our relationship is with some of our allies and I, I wouldn't say enemies necessarily, but um, where our, our purposes uh, are not matched. So uh, with all that being said, that still doesn't account for the things that we're not even expecting. Mm -hmm. You know, no one was expecting COVID-19 when that, when that became a global issue. So we don't know what that next global issue is. It could be global warming. It could be a, another terrorist threat. We just don't know. But what we are trying to do for our clients is have them in portfolios that they can uh, stay in and that will adjust according to what's going on in the markets. Because our, our feeling is, is if you are trying to outsmart what's going on in the markets, um, the markets just aren't going to respond the way you think they are. Mm -hmm. And that's where we see clients get hurt badly when they don't take into account what can happen in the markets and how quickly it can happen in the market. So that's where we're really fo focusing our energy on for our clients to make sure they're taken care of. Yeah. You, you say unsure footing, and I feel more like I'm standing on marbles a lot of times. And it's <laughs> it's uh, it's a dance, right? I mean, that that's what it is. So the nice thing is, is that I don't have to lead that dance all the time. I've got people to, to, to rely on that know way more than I do. And, and Royal, you're a guy that knows way more than I do. So for all those people that are thinking, you know, I should probably probably have somebody take a look at my situation, make sure that I'm on as sure a footing as I can possibly get on for what's currently happening what and what could possibly happen, um, they need to be reaching out. So what's the best way to reach you and, and talk with you about it? Absolutely. You can call our office at 541-772-1116, or you can visit our website at opfa.com and actually schedule an appointment right there on the website. All right. Fantastic. Royal, thank you so much for your time and sharing your thoughts on what's going on right now. Oh, my pleasure. All right. And our last thank you, of course, goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day.
and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The views expressed are those of the presenter and may not reflect the views of United Planners Financial Services. Material discussed is meant to provide general information and is not meant to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Individual needs vary and require consideration of your unique objectives and financial situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Advisory services offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services of America, member FINRA and SIPC. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. and United Planners Financial Services are independent companies.